0: Galatians chapter number 3, and I just want to read a few verses here and just talk about what Christ has done for us. The Bible says in verse number 23, it says, Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we may be justified by faith. But now faith that, that has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus you are all the sons of God through faith. Verse 27. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. As we talk about the grace of God again this morning, we want to be reminded, and Paul, who wrote this book, is reminding us really of what Jesus Christ has done for each and every one of us and for them specifically it's kind of like a parent you know if I'm a parent of two boys six and eight year old and sometimes you know they may complain about something it's shocking that kids complain uh, about things but they do and when they do complain as a parent sometimes I am tempted to tell them all the things that I have done for them so they'll understand and get perspective on exactly why they should never complain the rest of of their life right and and so I'll, as a dad I'll go in I'll say they'll say you know dad. my, my son might say you know dad it's just, it's just not fair that I don't get to do this you know not fair not fair huh I'll tell you what's not fair that you get to live in my house for free right that's not fair where's that at right now I, I we, we joke around about that a lot but and we love our kids we really do but sometimes as a parent I have to remind them of what I've done for them because they forget they can easily forget what they've been blessed with and this is exactly what paul is doing with these galatians he's he's reminding them you know sometimes in our christian lives we can we can go through life and we can struggle, and we can have difficulties in our life, and we can forget how good God has been to us because of our current situation. It's easy to do that. We've all been there. I've been there, where we, we, we complain, and we, we question God, we doubt God, and yet we forget about all the times that God has graciously worked in our life to help us, to save us, to keep us, to protect us, to watch over us, even when we didn't realize it God was protecting us or blessing us, and we can forget that. And so it's a good reminder sometimes to go back and say, what has God done for us? What does it mean when we receive the gospel like Greg did, we trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior, and we are free from religion, free from trying, free from uh, trying to figure it out on our own. When we have Jesus Christ in our life and he works in our life what exactly happens it's kind of a christianity 101 but it's a good reminder that paul brings in and he says number one because you've been free in christ because you have religious liberty because you're no longer bound and captive by sin because christ has changed you and set you free he says number one you have to be reminded and remember that there is liberty in god's grace There's liberty in God's grace. He says this in verse number 23. He says, Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we may be justified by faith. But now the faith has come. We are no longer under a guardian. So he's saying this. He's saying, listen. As a believer, when you accept Christ as your Savior, and this is for anybody, by the way, not just for these people right here. It doesn't matter how religious you are. It doesn't matter how good you are or how bad you are. If, if you are a person who's alive and breathing, this is for you. The grace of God is for you. You need the grace of God. And he says, listen, before we found Christ, before Jesus Christ came into our life, we were bound. We were. He he talks about in prison. I've never been in prison, okay, but I've talked to some folks that have been in prison. It's not necessarily a place that you want to go to, right? There's you don't look it up on Airbnb and say which prison do we want to stay at this weekend, right? We don't do that. It's not a place you want to go, but when you're there, why? Because it's restrictive. It's 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 a guardian. It's you're you're captive. You you feel confined. You you you're dealing with all kinds of things in your life when you're in prison. And Paul says before we met Christ, before we had a relationship with Christ, it was like we were in prison. In prison to what? What were we enslaved to? What were we captive to? He says we were captive to the good works that we were trying to do to get to heaven. You see, everybody in this in this world wants to get to heaven or wants to have peace, wants to have hope. There's not a person that you would ever meet, I don't think, that when you talk to them that they say, yeah, you know what I want in my life? I want to just be miserable. I want to be a wreck. I want to be a failure. I want to be always confused, always filled with anxiety. That's not what people want. Now, there might be one, okay, in this world, okay, except there's always an exception to the rule, right? But, but for the most part, most people say, yeah, you know, in life, I want to, man, I want to be happy. I, I don't want to be alone. I want to have relationships. I want to be fulfilled and I want to be somewhat successful according to how I define success. And so literally what life is about is people from the moment they are born trying to find all those things in the way that they think they can get them. And everybody has a way that they think that they can find happiness and peace and joy and fulfillment, and we're all just kind of running our own race, trying for the same goal but going at it a different way. And it starts in infancy, in teenagers, you know, and all the way into adulthood. As as kids, a lot of times kids will think, "Man, if I could just have a chocolate bar." every day for the rest of my life, I would find fulfillment and happiness and peace, right? My, my son, he loves, you know, uh, Sour Patch Kids. And I think he believes if he could just have a bag of Sour Patch Kids, you know, every day, he would be just fulfilled and happy. Why can't he do that? As a, Even as little kids, we do that, right? If we can just have the, the big toy or the newest toy. As teenagers, we do this. As teenagers, you know, you think back to your teenage years and you think, man, if that boy would just like me or if that girl would just pay attention to me, then, man, I would be so fulfilled and so happy if I could just get my driver's license. That would solve all of my problems. Or if I could just figure out how to you, you know, get the latest iPhone. Man, I would just be so cool. And we, we constantly seek for attention and, 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 and hope and, and peace. And we try to find it in different things. As adults, we do the same thing. We just do it in more mature ways. As adults, we we'd say, if I could just get that promotion. man, If I, if I, could, just, if I could just keep this relationship together. If I could, if I could just, if I could just, man, move into that house, into that neighborhood. If I could just get my kids in that school, then everything would come, man, in, and and I would have peace and joy, and we would have fulfillment and satisfaction. And everybody is searching for the same thing in a different way. And here's why the gospel is so powerful: because Jesus Christ comes in. He's born of a virgin. He dies on a cross. He, he he's risen from the grave, and then he declares. He says in John 14, 6, He says, "I am." the way the truth and the life and no man gets to the father but by me he says to everybody he says listen I know you're trying to get it through a promotion I know you're trying to get it through a candy bar I know you're trying to get it through a relationship but none of that will work I'm here to say the only way that you'll find fulfillment and purpose and peace and love is only through a personal relationship with me and now we go from pursuing something to now we have to choose Now we have to decide as human beings, are we going to continue to pursue what we think will bring us freedom? What we think will bring us joy? Or will we choose to trust in who Jesus is and what He said that He would bring us joy? This is where we're at. And when we trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior and we make that choice then the Bible says we have liberty. We are literally free. The shackles are off. The prison door is uh, flung wide open and we have freedom in Christ, in the grace of God. Here's the beauty of the gospel. The gospel is the fact that when we accept Christ as our Savior, when we trust in Him as our Savior, now God begins to grow us. We don't have to have it all together to come to God. We can be broken. We can be hurting. We can be an absolute miserable mess. And the gospel is the thing that changes us and then now grows us in his grace. Sometimes we think, okay, I'll go to church when I don't have anything wrong with me in my life. Well, we'll never see you in church, okay? So people say, well, I'll I'll, I'll begin a relationship with God when when I start to get things right, when I turn over a new leaf. God says, come to me as you are. And when you accept me as your Savior, then and only then can you begin to grow in my grace. Because now you are free to grow. You're free to mess up. You're free to trip up. You're free to, to, to you know, do something again. You're free to make a mistake. Why? Knowing that your Heavenly Father loves you, He died for you, He saved you, and He will give you His grace over and over and over again. What is grace? Grace is getting something that you don't deserve. And so many times, God in our life, to show us that He loves us, to show us that He cares for us, to show us that He's still with us, God's grace comes into our life and He gives us something that we don't deserve. To remind us of who He is. And I just want to remind you this morning that as believers, as Christians, that because we have religious liberty... Because we are free in Christ, that we have liberty in the grace of God. Secondly, number two, he said, what happens when we accept Christ as our Savior? What happens to us, and what do we need to be reminded? I want to remind you, number two, that when we accept the gospel and, and, and God's forgiveness, that number two, there is security in God's family. Security in God's family. I love what he says here in verse 26. He says, for in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized unto Christ have put on Christ. He takes the time here to say, "Listen, as someone who's accepted Christ, you are free." I mean, you are you have you're no longer bound, you're no longer imprisoned. You are free to stumble and fall and grow, and my grace will help you with that. I'll continue to give you things that you don't deserve. I'll continue to bless you and help you. Then he says, "Also be reminded that when you accept me as your savior, you have security in the family of God. You are one of God's sons." or daughters, one of God's children, and here's the thing, when you are born into a family, you cannot be unborn out of that family, my sons are born into my family, and whether they like it or not, they are stuck in my family, right, and I don't know how it's all going to go, right, right now it's going pretty good with my sons, you know, we got a good relationship, but the teenage years are coming, some of you know what I'm talking about, right, right there, and so I'm, I'm bracing for the teenage years, and, and once we make it through those, here's the thing, we can go through the teenage years, and the young adult years, and my sons may end up having such a bad relationship with me. I mean, it could, it could get to that point. It could. Where we are just, man, we don't talk to each other. We're at odds with each other. We are, we are man, they say hurtful things to me and, and so on and so forth and we don't have any relationship. Guess Here's the thing though. No matter how I am with my son, here's the truth. He's still my son. No matter what he does, doesn't unborn him out of my family. He's in my family, not because he earned his way in, but because he simply was, by God's divine sovereignty, was born into my family. It's the same thing with God. See, so many times we think, okay, I'm going to follow God. I'm going to rest in his grace. I'm going to find freedom. And then we're like, man, we messed up again. And now you think, oh, man, my dad is mad at me, and now he doesn't want anything to do with me, and he, he's going to push me out of the family. That's not how God works. God loves you. And there is security to know that no matter how far away you go from God, That he's always right there with arms open wide to bring you back. Every single time. You say, oh, you don't know what I've done. You're right. I don't know what you've done, but I know someone who does know what you've done. That's God. And he's the one that stands there with open arms. He's there today. I don't know if you're watching online, you're here in the auditorium, and you feel like, man, I'm just so far from God. I am so, God is not a part of my life. I've just run away from him. I've done so many things. Can I tell you this morning that God has been standing there the entire time waiting for you to come back? Like a loving father, he stands there and he's ready and he's not gonna move. He's waiting for you. And if you'll come back to him, he'll come back to you. The Bible says if you draw nigh to God, He'll draw nigh to you. There is security in God's family. Let me say it as clear as this. Once you accept Christ as your Savior, you can never lose that salvation. Never. You didn't do anything to earn it. You can't do anything to lose it. You are safe. The Bible says that you are literally in the hands of God, safe and protected. You say, Pastor, why would you talk about this? this? is his church. Of course we know that. You know, A lot of people struggle with that. A lot of people struggle with the fact that how could God love them unconditionally? Why? They look at their earthly parents. They look at earthly relationships. Maybe they've been hurt by a spouse or an ex-spouse or someone in their family that's hurt them. And they think, man, and they, and they put their, their paradigm of God based upon their relationships on earth. Can I tell you that your relationships on earth are, cannot be compared with your relationship with God? Because God is unconditional. God is eternal and God loves you just the way you are. And we ought to be reminded and we ought to rejoice as we're sitting on the couch drinking hot chocolate right now. I know some of you are doing that right now. As you're sitting there, I think you ought to be reminded and rejoice in the fact that hey, wait a minute. I don't have to I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to wonder if God accepts me. I don't have to wonder if I'm I have favor with God. If I have Christ, then I am secure in God's family. Number three, the third reminder we'll be done this morning is this we have liberty in God's grace. We have security in God's family. And then number three, a good reminder is that there is equality in God's kingdom. Equality in God's kingdom. I love the verses here in verse number 28. It says this. It says, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are in our Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. So Paul says, let me remind you. If you've accepted Christ, then you no longer have to pursue your own works, follow your own way. If you've chosen Him to be your Savior, like I have when I was 14 years old, like many others have in their life, then there's liberty in God's grace. You can grow. You can fail. There's freedom to fail. There's freedom to mess up because God's grace will bless you. Also, there's security in God's family. You are one of His. You're never going to lose it. You don't have to worry about that. And then he says, very interesting, he says, now there's equality. Because sometimes in our life... When we accept Christ and we start going to church and we start, you know, doing religious things and we start following the Lord, sometimes we can forget kind of where we came from, right? Sometimes we can get so involved with church and following God that we think, hey, I'm, I'm doing pretty good here. You know, and and I'm not, man, I'm not as bad as that person. I'm not as bad as that person. You know, I'm pretty good here. And if we're not careful, we can start to get prideful in our our own uh, hearts and lives that somehow we've accomplished something for God, that somehow God is blessed to have us a part of his family, a blessed, a part of his church. And God says, listen, let me tell you something right now. When you're in my kingdom, when you're one of my children, there are no favorites with me. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what your education is. Everybody is the same in God's eyes. I'm going to say that. That's the kind of church we are. Listen, it doesn't matter who you are this morning, whether you're online, in, in the room here. It doesn't matter how much you make at your job. It doesn't matter how big your house is. I don't care if you have the biggest house in the world or the little tiny little trailer that you live in. I don't care if your bank account is full or your gas tank is empty and you're hoping that you'll make it to the gas station before the light you know, just, just blares at you and, and you you're inside of the road. It doesn't matter. Listen, there's no caste system in, with God. There's no, oh, they're better because of their background and their father was this and this. Hey, my father, I don't even know my father, right? My father left when I was two years old. I don't even know where he's at today. And, and so I'm glad there's not a cat. I'm, I'm glad we don't have a Christianity where God says, "Well, you had a good family, so now you get to sit over here and you're in the preferred seat." But you, oh, your dad left when you were two. <laughs> okay, you, you'll be. We'll let you in, but you you kind of be over here in the corner. God says, "No, no, no. Hey, there's 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 neither male nor female. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. All are one. All are the same. Everybody is equal in God's kingdom. Everybody." It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter your past mistakes. It doesn't matter if you've made one mistake in your life or 100,000 mistakes in your life. You know what God sees? The same. And that's how it ought to be. You know, that's the kind of church that we strive for. When people walk into this church, we don't look at them and say, hmm, what did they drive when they came in? Ooh, what are they wearing? Or we just say, hey, how are you? Glad to be here. Thanks for coming out in the snowstorm, Right? We just say, welcome, we're glad you're here. It doesn't matter. And I love that because sometimes when we approach God, we can think to ourselves, well, God would never use me. And God would never bless me. Now, he might bless those other folks, that those other families that kind of have it all together. Oh, man, I'm sure he's going to bless them. But me, he probably sees a little bit less. God sees everybody the same. And so together, as a family of believers, we come in free in the grace of God, secure in the fact that we are God's children, and then we strive together, support each other, knowing that none of us is better than any one of us, no matter who we are or where we come from. Now, These are some good reminders this morning. You know, As we deal with so many things in life, As we go through difficulties in our lives, sometimes we face challenges that we're not sure exactly what we're going to do. It can cause us to get overwhelmed, cause us to forget about how good God has been, cause us to not think about God's grace. And I just want to take a moment, I think this Paul did here, to remind you wait a minute. Before you allow yourself to get emotionally overwhelmed, before you allow yourself to fear and lack faith, just remember, you're free in my grace. Remember, I'm your father, and you're my child, and I'm going to care for you no matter what. And remember that you can look at yourself the way I look at you, the same, blessed, abundantly blessed, one of my children, precious and gracious in my sight. I love you just the way you are. I don't know about you, but on Monday morning when I wake up, and I'm reminded that I'm free in God's grace, I, I, I have permission to fail that I'm secure in God's family, that when I do fail, I'm not going to be, you know, cast out, and know that I don't have to try to work my way to get God's attention because His attention is on all these other people. When I think about that on Monday morning, man, it helps me to be able to live my life and saying, God, I'm going to trust you today because I know that you are for me. Thank you for what you've done for me. Can we pray together? Lord, we love you so much. God, we're so thankful for this time. Lord, these reminders, simple reminders.